What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first 2-in-1 removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, 
home to any possibility. U.S. only. Alright, it's another film study. We're going to do a uh, bonus episode, I guess, or what do we call these again, Ken? A film study short. Shorts, that's right. This is a short episode, and we're going to talk all about COVID protocol because COVID's been getting the attention of the NFL a lot. It sure has. Uh, you know, obviously the cancellation is a very visible effort. We have Clifton Brown joining us from the Ravens, obviously writer and podcaster internal to the Ravens. Tell us a little bit about what you do for them, Cliff. You know, I'm a staff writer with the Ravens, have been for two years now, uh, and obviously write for the website. You mentioned a podcast I just started last month called Black and NFL, so that's a new venture for me. And, uh, yeah, you know, I covered the team for four years working for Comcast. At that time, it was Comcast uh, Baltimore, Washington. Now I think it just goes by CSN or or NBC Sports Washington. But, yeah, I was around the team for four years, left for a couple of years, and then uh, in 2018 came back to work for the Ravens. So it's a good time to be around the Ravens. Obviously, the past couple of years, uh, a lot of excitement about the franchise. Are you a Baltimore boy originally, Cliff, or where did you grow up? I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, So, uh, no, I didn't spend any time in Baltimore until 2013. That was my first season uh, covering the Ravens for Comcast as the Ravens inside. All right. All right. And then I guess we're going to talk more about your podcast kind of at the end because this uh, Black in the NFL is getting a lot of attention, as it should be, because – that's kind of the discussions just in the world right now, a lot of race discussions. And this podcast is really exciting and really impressive that the Ravens are uh, putting this out there with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy, obviously, that uh work for an organization that is open to doing something like this. And yes, uh, the time for it, I think, uh, could not be more appropriate with some of the things going on in 2020. Right. All right, now, COVID's been all over the NFL lately. We could talk about the film study protocols, but Ken and I just record in a different state, and that's how we keep it safe. <laughs> so let's get into some of the ways the Ravens do and the NFL and all of this. Yeah, so, well, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Cliff. I mean, you know, the facility, it's a lot different than it was last year, obviously, as all NFL team facilities are. Uh, you know, for myself, I mean, uh, where I used to sit and, and my desk is now, you know, kind of re- it's restricted for me, so – I'm not in the building too much. I was during training camp, but uh, the whole idea is to try and keep everyone healthy. And I think we're seeing how difficult that is uh, for NFL teams, uh, for college teams, in all sports. This disease, as much as it's in the forefront of everyone's mind, it's just very, very difficult. You have to take as many precautions as you can and I think the NFL actually, you know, up to this point, uh, when you look at it, it it hasn't gone as badly as a lot of people thought it would. I mean, it, they've been able to get now we're into week six. We have had some cancellations. But really, uh, I think you've got to give a lot of people credit for getting this far and setting up a situation where, you know, the season for the most part has been able to go uninterrupted. But again, it's just what the whole country is dealing with. To think that there weren't going to be any players or coaches or staff members 
getting disease uh, this year is probably is just definitely un- unrealistic. Yeah, especially given the size of NFL rosters relative to basketball teams, say, or even hockey teams. I mean, they're much larger groups of people, larger support staff, larger everything, frankly, and they're not playing in a bubble. So we, we, we would have been unreasonable to expect no positive cases. But let's get down to protocols for a second, Cliff. You know, one of the things that I heard about was players coming to camp had to wait a certain number of days to practice. Right. Right. I mean, once, obviously, when you were arriving from training camp or for training camp, you were dealing with a situation of players coming from all different parts of the country. So I think the first thing teams wanted to do, obviously, was see, make sure that before players entered the facility, they did not have the disease and carry it in. So that's what that was all about, to make sure, give players two or three days to be tested. And once those tests came back negative, then let them into the building. And I think you've seen, you know, most notably in Tennessee, once you start getting cases in the building, then it can become difficult to try and deal with. So, yeah, I mean, the league has decided from the beginning that the only way really they're going to have a season is to test people very regularly. And uh, at least once you find out if someone tests positive, then if you can isolate the situation quickly, then you don't run into a situation where it spreads through the team. Now, that isolation you mentioned is handled by a system of contact tracing that's in, internal. And we saw a little bit of that on Hard Knocks. Uh, but, but tell us a little bit about what kind of a contact tracing device you have to wear around the facility when you're there. Well, when I was there, you know, we have two, three levels of tiers. You know, tier one would be players and coaches and, you know, basically your players and coaches and people who deal with players and coaches every day. Tier two is people who come in contact with tier one people frequently. And then tier three is people who are in the building. But, you know, that's that's where I was at tier three. I wasn't allowed to be close to people in tier one or tier two, even though I was allowed in the building. So when I entered the building, I was given a contact tracer that would track my whereabouts in the building. If I accidentally came within six feet of anyone, tier one to tier two, then my tracer would go off, warning me that I was too close to someone, tier one or two, tier, even if I didn't happen to see them, they, they might be coming around the corner. You know, so that was just a way to say, okay, I need to back up. Um, it wasn't so much that, I don't know, you'd be punished or vaporized if that happened, but it's to let you know you're getting too close to someone who's not in your tier. You need to social distance. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a new way of uh, coming to work. Again, the the building is a lot different. Uh, There's certain places where you used to be able to go, you can't. And, yes, uh, depending on what your tier is, you have to make sure that you stay away from – those people, it's all to try and limit the possibility of infection. So the tier two and three people at least would have to wear masks, I'm assuming, around the facility as well? Everyone's wearing masks around the facility. That's kind of across the board. Uh, so uh, tier one and tier two, obviously, they have access to more of the building. I mean, if you're tier one, you're a player. So obviously, you're on the field, you're in the locker room, you're in the cafeteria. Uh if you don't have to be in those areas, uh, you're not there this year. And 
the building, there, there are fewer people in the building. There are a lot of people who are who have been working remotely uh, at the ca- or not away from the castle since March. Uh, once the building was first shut down, which was, I guess that was the second week of March, some people have never returned um, because they are able to do their jobs away from the facility. And the fewer people you have in the building, then, you know, the better the chances are of limiting the possibility of infection. Makes it makes all kinds of sense. I wish, you know, as a nation, we take it as seriously as all this to, to kind of get rid of this thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about the COVID list itself and what some of the rules are about going on and off it. So we're aware that players, if they test positive, they certainly would go on it. Is it also a contact issue that if, if they've been in contact with a positive, another positive individual, they would have to go on this list? Well, for once you test positive, then obviously uh, they're going to want to know who you may have come in contact with, who else you may have come in close contact with. Uh, once that happens, then, I mean, players are getting tested every day anyway. But once someone tests positive, then you want to quickly find out if anyone else has gotten it from them or from somewhere else and whether this is just an isolated case or whether – you know, you have to keep testing and find out that there's more and more. So, I mean, it's, every situation is different, except that once someone tests positive, then obviously you're not allowed in the building. You're not allowed to be around the team. And they want to establish that as quickly as possible to try and keep the spread from happening. So, you know, I, I read the situation in, in New England where they had actually two different planes going to the game in Kansas City. Once Cam Newton tested positive, they had players who had been in close proximity to him on one plane, separate from players who had not been in close proximity to him on another plane. So, I mean, I think it's really, we've seen so many things change, not only since the season started, but, you know, depending on what the situation arises, uh, we're all never dealt with this before. Um, It's always easy to, you know, second guess once something happens and a decision doesn't work out right. Should they have played this game? Uh, should they have handled it a different way? But it's uncharted territory for everybody. So, you know, the league, again, I think to, to this point to have gotten to week six where we are, you know, is pretty impressive. Um, we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed. Everyone to me is, is being as careful as you can be, but – there's no guarantee that you can keep, you know, COVID from being a problem. There you go. The, in terms of the communications from the league recently, those got some attention when Goodell put out his, his latest memo about this. Uh, obviously a very hard line, but one where if the season is to be played, I think the NFL owners obviously feel that, that the protocols need to be strictly adhered to. How tough do you think that he's going to be in terms of coming down with punishments if there are further uh, breaking the rules as appears to have happened with the Titans? Well, I think that's a warning, obviously, as you said, for everyone else. Uh, if, you, if you're thinking about doing something during the bye weeks, most teams haven't had their bye week yet. So, you know, now they're being very clear about, you know, you're not allowed to leave town during the bye. Obviously, you know, having unauthorized practices is something that you wouldn't want to do. Um, yeah, if I think that if 
there are instances where the rules are broken, I would expect the team definitely to be, to be punished. They're being very upfront about it because that's really the only way to have a season. And, you know, with this disease, when you take a chance, you're not taking a chance just for your, for yourself. You know, you're potentially endangering the people you work with, your teammates, your family. Mm-hmm. So there's every reason to take it seriously. Again, I think that, you know, coaches and players to this point deserve a lot of credit for, you know, adhering to the regulations. We haven't heard about a lot of instances. And you mentioned there's not a bubble. So every week you've got, you know, 14, 15, 16 teams traveling. Um, it's not an easy situation, but I think, you know, 95 or more percent of players, if probably more, higher than that, are really trying their hardest to do everything. But again, there's just no guarantees. Now, 15 years ago, it was true, and I'm not sure how much the league has changed pre-COVID, that there was a large contingent of the NFL would fly into New York on Monday night as their day off, go clubbing there, and oftentimes with with other people in the league. And you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you whether it was 50 players league wide or whether it's 200 players league wide, but it's some significant number of players would would go there on Monday night, and and there would be you know, a lot of activity there in New York uh, on that day. That's a really hard thing to ask young men who obviously have had some financial success now for the most part to stop doing something that they really enjoy doing on a regular basis. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, the risk isn't worth the reward. Uh, first <laughs> of all, the, the season is going to be over if you're extremely optimistic. If you win the Super Bowl – your season is going to be over by early February. And you'll have from early February, uh, really, other than, you know, mini camps, to like July to party as much as you want to. So. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Everyone going into this season, because COVID broke out in March, everyone who went to the NFL season knew what they were signing up for. That, first of all, there wasn't going to be a bubble, which is less of a sacrifice than the NBA and NHL players had to make, where a lot of those guys were away from their families for months. At least with NFL players, you can leave the facility when the day is over. You can go home. You can see your family. But, yeah, I mean, I love uh, Patrick Queen. He was asked, you know, about hanging out, like, during training camp. He's like, hang out for what? Like, I've been waiting my whole life to be in the NFL. You know, I'm here. I'm, I'm the starting inside linebacker as a rookie. I'm not going to blow this opportunity because I wanted to go to a party. I mean, sure, it's, it's going to take some discipline for all of us, but that's not that important to me that I'm going to blow that opportunity for that. And I do believe that's been the approach that all players really across the board have taken because, again, they know, and it's always being reinforced now that if you're not careful, or even if you are careful, you can catch it, but certainly if you're not, you're just increasing your chances 
of, you know, coming down a situation that you don't want to be in. Okay, I think we've all considered the possibility of the NFL adding weeks, whether it's bye weeks at the end of the season or maybe a bye week during the season. Do you have any kind of insight into what, what the NFL might do in terms of adding a week? It, it, the point has been made many times that it doesn't help to go on a break and try and let COVID resolve itself during the break. You'll just have new outbreaks and you know, it won't be any better. But, but, the, but in terms of adding a week, you still might need that because unlike – Baseball, for example, where you can stack up the double headers as they did for the Cardinals and other teams. Um, you can't do that for football. Yeah, I mean, I'm only guessing, but if you've got a situation where we're through week 17 or, or approaching week 17 and you had a significant number of teams that still weren't going to be able to play a 16-game schedule if you stopped it at week 17, particularly if you had some playoff contenders, then I, I would think that they would probably want to add another week, at least add games that had playoff implications. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, as we've had to cancel and – I shouldn't say cancel, postpone games and move them around, the more times you have to do that, they're going to run out of wiggle room yep. where either A, teams won't play 16 games, or B, they'll have to extend the season. So we're not there yet, but, you know, it's, it's probably getting close. But I think that, again, if you got this situation where a team had played 15 games and they were out of playoff contention, then I think this might be a year where you only played 15 games. If we got to week 17 and there were two teams in playoff contention that needed to play that extra game to determine who was going to make the playoffs and who wasn't, then we'd probably, you know, see them try and add an extra week. But Every uh, every situation is different. There are, I think that they built the schedule so that they would have some wiggle room, but again, there's only so much. Right. You, you and I both know that almost every NFL game coming down to the wire will have playoff significance for one team, which is right. the problem. You got too many teams in the middle, too many teams playing for seeding, so you got all that kind of stuff going on. I, there would be a question as to whether you know a 13 and two team wants to play that fifth, that 16th game against a bad team to try and get that number one seed. But I, I think the league's going to have to have a consistent policy about that to get these games in. But uh, in any case, it, uh, I guess we'll see <laughs> as the time comes on. The other thing I really want to ask you about this was we've seen a lot of cap manipulation specifically from the New England Patriots in terms of trying to move cap forward to 2021 because we're, we're, we're really facing a D-Day for, or a, uh, yeah, maybe you call it that, a doomsday for a lot of teams, the Philadelphia Eagles among those, who don't have cap space next year, and particularly with a reduced cap, will be, you know, having to release a lot of players. There should be a lot of free agents on the market and a lot of, a few, relatively few teams that have the dollars to spend. So having cap dollars pushed till next year has real value. So my question is this. What are you expecting to see at the trade deadline in terms of team behavior and willingness to pick up contract dollars? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe more than ever, you have to think about the contract, taking it on your books, making sure that that's a player that if he is going to squeeze you even more cap-wise, this is a move that you should make. So, you know, I don't know, you know, to give you a general answer, like how much that's going to impact things. Maybe we won't see as much activity at the trade deadline because teams will be more 
worried about the financial implications. And, you know, I mean, okay, if you don't make a move, then you're still not sure this year if we're, are we going to get through the season? I mean, there you go. I mean, it looks like it. We all hope so. But, you know, maybe it does deter you from making a high-risk, high-cost move uh, this year. You might be more hesitant to do that. But, you know, I mean, it, it always depends to me, too, on, you know, what you think you can do this year when you get to the trade deadline. Are you a buyer or a seller? If you're a buyer feeling like, you know, maybe I make this move now, it might make the difference between us taking a Super Bowl run or not. And if you're a seller, then, yeah, I mean, you're looking to unload. Um, this year, it might it might not be a great time to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think there's some players in the league who are already kind of poisoned in terms of their value. Le'Veon Bell was clearly one, you know, in terms of having a contract which was too big for anybody to take on. I think A.J. Green is probably another, is that after what happened on Sunday and uh, the – uh, restrained effort, let's say, on both of those interceptions that he showed that he probably is going to have a hard time finding a home. Well, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting with both of them. I mean, Le'Veon, obviously to me, even though he didn't put up nearly numbers with the Jets, I think that he's somebody who's got juice left in the tank. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if a team that needs a running back that's in contention will pounce on him. A.J., thing that's hurting him, yes, the most right now is that when he's been on the field this year, he hasn't looked like the same player. Uh, I saw that, you know, he he's, he had the hamstring or didn't come back. Now, listen, with the hamstring, maybe he hasn't been healthy out there. But whether he's been healthy or not, he has not looked like the same player this year that we used to see him with A.J. Green. So, yeah, I mean, what, what would compel you? I'd be asking myself, why would I want to – you know, make a move for him based on what I've seen. If he's not healthy and he's not the same player, that's really going to hurt him. Yep, couldn't agree more on that. Cliff, I want to talk a little bit more before we let you go about your your podcast and uh, it, explain to me what you know how the idea evolved and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I actually started approach the Ravens about the possibility of me doing a podcast after last season was over. Uh, really before uh, George Floyd, uh, Armand Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, some of the awful things we've seen happen in 2020, before all that happened, I talked to the Ravens about the possibility of me doing a podcast, and then we kind of settled on, well, you know, if I was going to do something different, something I could bring to the table would be something like Black and NFL. And then, unfortunately, all these tragedies started happening, and we really felt like, okay, this is, the time to do something like this. So the podcast is called Black and NFL. We've already dropped the first episode, which is called Shut Up and Play, uh, which is a phrase athletes hear a lot that they should just shut up and play. And uh, the guests on the first episode were Robert Griffin III, um, Dr. Harry Edwards, longtime social a- activist, and Nate Boyer, a, a Green Beret, who met with Colin Kaepernick uh, after he started protesting and convinced Kaepernick that it would be better for him to kneel, not sit, which was his original protest. And, you know, I'm trying to come at issues from all types of angles. I just feel that in this country right now, there's too much divisiveness, uh, not enough listening, uh, and not enough communication. So on all these issues, I'm going to try 
and get various viewpoints. Um, the next episode um, is going to be entitled To Kneel or Not to Kneel. Uh, we're going to have Calais Campbell on who in London when the Ravens played over in, uh, in London against Jacksonville, Calais was playing for the Jaguars. Uh, we're going to have a Matthew Judon. He was playing for the Ravens and still is. He knelt in 2017 over in London. Calais Campbell knelt uh, playing for the Jaguars. But I'm also going to talk to Ben Watson, who didn't kneel as a member of the Ravens. So we want to get all aspects. Um, I, again, I've always been an inclusive person. I feel that these are things we need to talk about, uh, the division between race, social injustice, it's obviously an issue for this country. And uh, I think that I'm hoping that people will listen. And even if you don't think it might be the podcast for you, that after you listen to it, I think you might be surprised and hopefully we'll learn something and, you know, definitely will make you maybe think differently about some of the issues that athletes are talking about so much these days. Yeah. One of the things I was very impressed by earlier in this was, you know, when the Ravens held the special meeting, uh, for practice one day or after practice one day, and they wanted to talk about these issues. One of the things that came out of that was, I think it was Chuck Clark talking about how, you know, we realize we come from a lot of different backgrounds here. So we're not trying to have everybody speak with one particular voice. Right. And instead, we'd like the people to express themselves in their own way. Right. First of all, you want everybody really to be honest about what, how they feel to have honest conversations. That's how you really make progress. Two, sports has always been a place that I think has been more forward than a lot of the country in that bringing athletes from different people from different backgrounds together, that you have to work together in team sports to be successful. And even if you don't like the guy who's lining up next to you, or if you grew up completely differently than he did, you're forced to work with him to try and achieve the same goal. A lot of places... Uh, work work environments, it's not like that. First of all, a lot of work environments are not diverse enough where you're working with people who are a lot different than you. And then, even if you get past that because of the nature of the job, well, I can do my job and you can do your job and then we can just go home to our different neighborhoods. Athletes, for sports forces people from all races, has always done that, to, to work together. And I think it's brought a lot of understanding, which is why I've Throughout the history of sports, you've you've seen athletes speaking out. I think that's that's why. I mean, you have not only black athletes but white athletes in the past, you know, standing up for their teammates because hey, I know this man. He's a decent man. He just wants the same things I want. You know, it doesn't matter. He doesn't look the same as me and didn't grow up in the same neighborhood as me. So again, I just thought having a podcast like this and it's available anywhere. You can you listen to podcasts. I think it's a way for us to have meaningful dialogue about something that, you know, to me is very important. All right. Outstanding stuff, Clifford. I, I think people really need to take a look at that. Uh, Josh, is there, are there other things we need to talk about before we go? Uh, we want people to keep checking out the website, filmstudybaltimore.com. Continue to go check out our, web, our uh, podcast and continue to go check out The Situation Room as it's a different uh, podcast feed for more Ravens talk. Okay. And we have our normal schedule coming up. Since we don't know the exact date, this will be airing. I won't try and give you that right now. But 
Cliff, we really appreciate you visiting us today. Thanks for the great COVID talk and what I think is a very important topic uh, in terms of your new podcast. Right. Ken, Josh, thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you. And yeah, everyone should go subscribe to Black in the NFL and follow Clifton at Clifton G. Brown on Twitter. Thank you. We'll Thank talk you. soon. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe. And your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.